The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Sort of the panel discussion, your home for comic book talk every single week, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and alongside with me this week, uh, no Porcupine Jones again. Well, you know what day it is. We wish you a happy 420. I mean, I don't partake. Oh. <laughs> Matt, do you partake? It's legal now, so there's it no ramifications. Legal. I don't, like, I could have partaked today, but yeah. I just, I don't need it like a lot of people okay i'm not like i, so, I know I a mean, lot of people who can't live without it and i'm just like eh, it doesn't really do a whole lot yeah yeah a recreational so. user right yes See, like i, I mean, socially drink like i don't like yeah. i'm not a bar freak like i don't need to go to the bar and be drunk all the time i i socially and occasionally all in know, moderation all all absolutely yeah, exactly well porcupine jones is actually here he's just catatonic sitting in the corner because he smoked some some Cheech and Chong style <laughs> stuff, so we wish he's you all dro- a happy 420. He's drooling, yes, he's, <laughs> he's drooling. Porcupine Jones, enjoy your 420, my friend. <laughs> that is the voice of uh, Mr. Will Smith. How's it going, everybody? I'm doing good today. It's good to see you again, my friend. Always a pleasure. So I'm just happy to be back two weeks in a row. That's I know good. it's nice to have you back. I know. I feel like things like w- with you and I is definitely more uh, not in a bad not bad way at all, but it's definitely more uh, organized. <laughs> it's less chaos. Uh, Yo, editing some of your guys' episodes. Oh, I can I was, only I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. I was like, I didn't even know these words. And uh. <laughs> yo, I feel I feel like I I'm like the uh, I'm the chameleon. I can adapt to who I'm with. When it when it's you and I, it's more focused. But we still have a good time. Yes. When it's Mike and I, it's just fucking over the chaos. top insane. Yes. It's, I mean, that's not a bad thing. That's actually no. really cool. There's yeah. A, as Jeff Goldblum will say, I will find a way. As life, <laughs> I will find a way. I respect it. I respect it. So uh, let's jump into it today, everybody. We got uh, some news to talk about. Let's start off with, uh, you want to start off with Falcon Winter Soldier? Why not? I mean, what yeah. that I, I was I was bamboozled by that the opening in that episode. I did not expect them to just be like, oh, yeah, you killed a guy and, and uh, huzzah, biggity, biggity, boom, we're just going to take that shield. Like, what? They beat like, him up good. Oh, it was, it was a great way to a, kick out the episode. Oh, so many callbacks to like Winter Soldier and uh, and and um, Captain America when they were fighting Iron Man, Tony Stark on on uh, Civil War. Like definitely vibes from that. I love that you know uh, Walker held his own. Like yes, it was a force. Like he he held his own against two of them. Um, two. One with the I mean one with the cert. Right, because Bucky has the yeah, but Bu- Bu- yeah. Bucky is a super soldier. Bu- Bucky yep. is technically a super soldier. That's right. And then, um, you know, Falcon, who, who who can hold his own in a fight, he's fought obviously against some super powered uh, villains, and yeah, he, Walker held his own. I like the 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 really some of the visuals that you've got of Walker close up, the craziness. You can kind of see the insanity kind of come from him a little bit. He's looking a little rugged, but it. You know what we talked about? We talked a little bit about last week about you know all the pressure that's been put on him, and you can kind of you can really see it like mount up on him, like psychologically he's just drained. But it was a fun, it was a very fun fight, great way to start that episode off, and they really coasted off afterward. But that that was a really good fight and a really cool moment. Um, 
you know, for the series. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it started off heavy hitting with the fight scene. Um, the destruction of the wings, like, that was awesome. Yeah. Just tore that shit apart. Like, I'm like, yes, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, which, I, I mean, at the end of the episode, I, I feel like we're getting, like, he's going to have a, I don't want to say, like, I, I want to say he's going to have a suit similar to Black Panther. Like, where the suit is going to enhance his natural abilities, okay. almost give him a superpower. But to I, I'm going to think, in like, a, I think it's going to be kind of a combination of. Yeah, it. I don't it's think we're going to see like, something that's super comic accurate. I right. think it's going to be a mix of I'm thinking the, the Falcon yeah. and Cap. What, yeah, yeah. But with the strength and, you know, the abilities of the Black Panther costume. Yes. Uh, I've, so, I mean, it doesn't have to be like the you absorb the energy and disperse the energy, but I feel it's going to be some kind of suit that enhances him in some way. Because, I mean, how – I mean, if he's just a regular guy, like how are you going to – as Hawkeye said in – uh, Age of Ultron. I'm just a guy with arrows. This, none of this makes sense. Right. Why am I here <laughs> fighting robots? Um, so just to bump him up a little bit as far as believability and fights f- from this point forward. Yeah, and, and I, I mean it needs to be. It definitely needs to be. Uh, forget it. you're about to fight a bunch of super soul. You know, people who've taken the serum, uh, a bunch of super powered. You know, people. It's got to be believable if Falcon's going to contend with them uh, naturally, of course. But. Uh, I, I'm, I I thought it was a nice way – like, it, it wasn't my favorite episode of the series, but I thought it was a nice way to kind of coast, you know, coast, relax. As we call in the world of wrestling, it was the viscera spot, right? You pull it back a little bit, and obviously this conclusion is going to be like a banger. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, I, I mean, it, it was still – they're still building. They do a good job with the highs and lows with their shows. Yes. Um, I really like how it's like the last episode ended with the bang with John Walker just bludgeoning that man to death with the, with the shield, and then it, it just like the next episode picks up bam, it reminded me of like uh, like an almost Empire Strikes Back or like Revenge of the Sith where it's like the movie starts boom we're off or in the middle of a battle action, right and it's I I, I like that change of pace from time to time. And movies and episodes. Absolutely. And with, I mean, I, the two movies I named are episodic, literally in name. They're episodic movies. So I feel this format is uh, uh, that kind of idea and tone of up and down and highs and lows. It goes well with this episodic formula of television slash movies. Because, I mean, these are, I mean, let's be honest. These are like mini movies. To I mean, as oh far as. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean the, the production. Oh, yeah. There is everything, no, everything. no show at, that is put in the type of effort and their CGI and stuff the way that and no. the, the 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 filming the locations like the way that Falcon and Winter the way that Marvel's handling it yeah all right I can assure you that WandaVision would not have like uh if this came out like five ten years ago uh, you know built up properly that they wouldn't have been able to afford to do this no you know so uh it, it definitely excites me I'm I mean I'm there's a lot of like properties like where I was just like I kind of want a season <laughs> I'd rather just have a season of streaming service shows and a movie in some cases. You get more longevity out of it, I think. Yeah, there's that, but there's also, like, I feel with the streaming services and these episodes, you don't really have, like, a big bad villain. Like, we saw that with WandaVision. Like, yeah, we had, you know, Agnes. But, but she, she kind of came out of left field. Yeah. She wasn't, like, hyped up from the yeah, beginning. Exactly. Right. Um, and same thing with Falcon and Winter Soldiers. Like, who, like, we got U.S. Agent, we got Walker. We got the Flag Smashers. Right. I really think Sharon Carter is kind of, like, villainous. Oh, yeah. I mean, with that 
twist like she's with Bartok. Like, why? Why Bartok's back? Yeah. Which give me more Bartok the Leaper. Oh hell yeah! Give him that sweet curly mustache and that little <laughs> goatee, and I'm I'm game. But um, yeah. So that's like you don't really know. There's so many. There's there's not like one big villain. There's a lot of smaller villains. Yeah. Which kind but of it's like given that, time you see for that in television shows too. You do a lot. It's given to me. It's given ca- villains a lot of time to develop. Which I think yeah, is I didn't even bring up Zemo for Pete's sake. Like, Zemo, yeah, right. Zemo was. Well, I thought geez. Zemo was. I mean, this was Zemo's best role. I just best tenure. I think. Yes. I mean, I, I enjoyed him in Civil War, but I like this the the way the streaming service because I feel like we we get you know we see a villain in the movies a lot and we don't get to enjoy them. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's boom. it's it's you build them up quick yep. and you take them down even quicker. And yeah, all in a especially with the experience. MCU. Like, how many villains died? In the MCU, I oh, feel like they died just, or, yeah, just did yeah, not they just come started back. like they're like okay, now we're going to keep some of these villains alive for right. reoccurring roles, perhaps. Right, Thanos and Loki. I mean Loki, if you can yeah. consider him a villain. I mean Loki's the end. like an he's, a, he's a tweener. Yeah. at the end, those are the only ones who really even survived. Thanos. Like yeah, he's a villain, but like you can. I mean, that was the the beauty of Thanos was they made him relatable. It's like yeah. okay, I kind of see where this guy's coming from. He's not just evil for the sake of evil. Right, but I mean, how great would it have been if? Ultron was stretched out, and oh, we didn't I just know. get one movie with I Ultron. Know. You know what I mean? Uh, some, of, I mean, I'm trying to think of some of these other villains that we've we've seen too. Um, you know, Red Skull, like that's Cap's yeah. biggest villain, and we I only know. got one movie of Red Skull. Technically was, two, technically three. Yeah, technically, <laughs> technically speaking. <laughs> technically speaking, you're not you're not wrong. You know what I mean? Stretch. No, but I agree with you. Like I that that Cap Red Skull rivalry feels like it was shortchanged it was for sure and it, that's why uh, iron really man mandarin need i say more <laughs> perfectly that's a perfect we, example. we are never going to be able to see the real iron man fight the real mandarin nope they're going to be separated yep and uh you know that's it's it's unfortunate but that's why i'm really i i do appreciate i think the streaming service to the movies nowadays like, i think yeah. they've completely changed my opinion of it um you I like know, both formats. It, it, both it breaks, formats. You're right. It breaks up the monotony of just like movie, movie, movie. It, that becomes formulaic. Now you're throwing in uh, shows that complement the movies. Back up. Like I, I find that uh, I like the the mixture of the different media's. I like that a lot. I do. I, you know, I guess. I mean, I, I haven't really finished the Snyder cut yet of of Justice League, but. I mean, look how stretching out that movie helped give it some depth. So that's oh, why made, I'm yeah, leaving more, you know, giving so the characters more, more interesting. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I cared about Steppenwolf more. I cared about Flash, Cyborg. Oh, for sure. That's why I, I'm, I'm really starting. I wonder if like Disney's kind of prepping us for a post movie theater world. You I know, think I, every, I think everybody is. I think all the studios now with Warner Brothers, with HBO Max. I think they realize we got to do something to get ahead of this. Like they're they're playing catch up, but they're doing a great job of playing catch yeah. up. Um, they're, you know, offering the movies the same day that they hit the theaters. That's great. You know, um, it, yeah, that, that whole business of movie. Theater, I mean, we've talked about, we don't yeah. want movie theaters to go away, but they've been gone for the last year. You know what I mean? Yeah, All these so. theaters mis- missing out on business. You kind of have to find ways to make this stuff interesting. Yes. Uh, stretch it out, put new eyes on the product, you know, put eyes on the product frequently. So I, I think Disney's kind of prepping us for maybe a post movie theater world. Uh, uh, I loved. I loved going back to Cap uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I loved the interaction between Zemo and Bucky. That it was, was nice. That was, was seen, that yeah. was a nice callback. Like like T'Challa, he had a chance to take him out. He said, "You know, nope, not gonna do it." Bucky, same thing. He pulls that gun, pulls the trigger. It's a blank. Uh, I thought that was very poetic. Now um, this is this is just me speculating. Now I don't think this is gonna happen on screen. 
But I think Zemo is going to be the one who takes out T'Challa. Oh, really? Oh. Just think of the poetic justice. He took out his father. T'Challa had a chance to take out Zemo. Didn't do it. Showed him mercy. Bucky has a lot of guilt. Loves Wakanda. He had a chance to take out Zemo. Didn't. Right. Zemo is going to be the one who takes out T'Challa. That would be an interesting... That's a very... And and Zemo is like cool bad right now. You have him be... He seemed very humble at the end of this this episode. Yes, you have him be the one who takes out Black Panther the, 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 in the movie, he's back to a hole number one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that whole emotional yep. roller coaster thing yeah. with Zemo. Because it, it seemed like a very humble. Yeah, like I said, the, the ending of Zemo well, in the show even, was very humble. Well, even at, at the, end. the end of Civil War, it was very humble. Yeah. You know, like you, you understood why he kind of did what he did. You know, he's, he's just trying to level the playing field, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the perfect setup for you. I, I don't think you're gonna get rid of it. He barely wore the per, that that mask. No, yeah, I and mean, that was a big. Everybody thought we were getting a full ma- fully masked, like big time villain yeah. in Zemo. Yep. We th- all everybody thought he was gonna be the main villain. No, but obviously yeah. he wasn't. So I think Daniel Bruhl's uh, role as Zemo is is far from over. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's done. He's 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 laid more groundwork for that character. Yeah, he's more three dimensional now. I don't think I, I I see him being like kind of like the new Loki with the ups and the downs and the treachery and, and I'm uh, I'm completely cool with that. I think so. Daniel Bruhl is a fantastic actor and I think yep. the Zemo character is you know one that's you know I I, I would have loved to see Cap go up against a little bit more but he yeah. has some depth and I think yep. we're gonna get some mileage out of him. I think so. I so. hope so. Um. So we did mention we mentioned the Mandarin a little bit while ago. Uh, new Shang Chi trailer. Are you just gonna skip over the Wait, best? The best? Did I did I miss something? You totally missed something. What did I do? One of the most beautiful comedic forces, fantastic oh. actresses in all of Hollywood, Julia Louise Dreyfus. You're gonna just uh, you're gonna just just sugarcoat over I, her MCU right. debut. You're right. I fudged up. Goodness gracious, that's okay. Shame that's why that. I'm here to bring. In, Pull on those reins and and wheel that it's wild horse long, back. It's been a long time hey, man, since no Seinfeld. Worries. No worries. It's been a long time oh, since I, Seinfeld. I, uh, see, I myself am a Seinfeld purist. I, I love, love Seinfeld. It. I enjoy it, but it's like, you know, Julia, her, her shows after Seinfeld were not very good. So. Veep? Veep was a great show. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All I'm going to say is that was awesome. I know they were they teasing a a big time actor actress that was going to be on the show in a role of a pre-existing Marvel character that we had not seen in the movies. And here comes Julia, Julia Louise Dreyfus as Val Valerie. I'll call her Val Fontaine. And now this, I, I didn't know a whole lot about this character, but to fill, fill you guys in, she is a kind of a big wig with shield and she's been romantically linked to one Nick Fury. So oh, in the perha- comics. Oh, yes. Oh. So perhaps we'll get a little lover's quarrel between one Sam Jackson and Julia Louise Dreyfus. Mm. So. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Yeah. I My my bad. Oh, no worries. <laughs> totally forgiven. Totally no, I, forgiven. I, I deserve to be grilled for that. <laughs> but it was a shocker because she can't. I mean, it was a very brief scene. Oh, yeah. Right? It, it was, was maybe what? Two minutes. Two minutes. She sat down and talked with John Walker and just sat right in between him and his girlfriend or his fiance. Um, yeah, very, uh, very interesting thing. So yeah, I'm not too sure. I like, like I feel like that. My com- first thought was like she's the power broker. 
system. I don't know. My instant thought was that, but I, I don't think so anymore. So, so that whole conversation sparked in my mind. Now, I know one of the biggest pet peeves people have with the MCU is that uh, people go, oh, you know, Black Panther, Killamonger, Iron Man, Ironmonger. Uh, you know, it, it's that the Ant-Man yellow jacket. Yeah. The, the hero is just facing a evil version of themselves. Right. So I took that kind of thought process. I'm like, you know what? After the little conversation that Val Fontaine had with John Walker, I go, perhaps we're, I know everybody's like Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts. Maybe not Thunderbolts. Maybe, you know, evil Avengers. I mean, you look at the lineup that they have of ex- established characters. You got Zemo. Yeah. Okay, he's a mastermind. Uh, I think we find through this series that he's got good technical skills. Maybe he's the the Iron Man. You know, he's going to be the Iron Man of the team. Uh, we obviously got Walker. I can't imagine. Who do you think Walker would be? I can't imagine I who he would be. Definitely the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, definitely Hulk. <laughs> so obviously we got Walker. Uh, we know that Tim Roth is reprising the role of Abomination and She-Hulk. Yes. So there we go. We got that role filled. Um, we got um, Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. General Ross. Yeah. Thunderbolt Ross. He's there. You got your Nick Fury. He's going to put the team together just like he put the team together originally after the Incredible Hulk, the redheaded stepchild of the MCU. Yeah. Finally getting some love because they're bringing some of those characters back for Pete's sake. You got a couple other ones listed as well. Uh, Ghost. You know, she phases in and out of things. You yeah. got your vision. You got Agatha. You got your Scarlet Witch. Um, you got. Uh, Let's see. Taskmaster. We'll see how that pans out. But I feel like Taskmaster's. Ta- Taskmaster is going to be the new Hawkeye. Like I said before, I think Sharon Carter. Loki agent for Thor. Yeah, Loki yep. for Thor. You got Sharon Carter. You know, like I said, Agent 13. She seems kind of like wishy-washy. She'll be the evil version of Black Pan- uh, Black Widow. Um, I mean, I-, I just feel like they could take one of their weaknesses that a lot of people have criticized them for and make it a strength. That's one I thing they say to do to idea. better yourself. Yeah. Take your weakness, make it your strength. I love that idea. I do. I think it'd be a brand new twist. I think it'd come out of left field. I mean, I know people have talked about they wanted some kind of evil superhero team, right? At least for a live action, yeah, uh, version, you know. And uh, th- I think this is a tremendous setup. You know, you got all these characters here. I mean, what are you gonna? You just gonna? You just built up John Walker. What are you gonna just drop him? Like you can't just no. drop U.S. No, agent. Not at all. You and can't. You're built you can't. after one episode. I mean, they 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 possibly could, but I I feel like there's more there's more to him. Like I am very curious about this. But you've you mean you've listed a lot of like I you can get some mileage out of this. Oh, I'm, for sure. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for the possibility of a thunderbolt. Do you think Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus's character was that was that the one that everybody was? Uh, that's the one that because they were hyping up a character. They, Do you think they, that was her? I I I think there's gonna be if if there's gonna be anything more, maybe the last episode because they did say that there was gonna be a. A uh, long-time comic book character that was going to be introduced that we haven't seen before in the MCU with a well-known actor, actress. Actor, actress. I don't know how to use those terms anymore. Like I, no, I, I, I've heard that using the word actress is nonsensical. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just like I don't. I, I what feel if we're like, getting Osborn? What if we're getting Osborn? And- uh, that'd be amazing. But oh, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the different the possibilities. Yeah, I don't know. 
That'd you be know, great. That'd be great. I, I don't think it's too far fetched. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't want an Osborne to debut in anything but a Spider Man. Okay. Just because of that link, you know. Right. No, that that makes sense. You know, I feel you. So, but um, keeping with the MCU, you brought up Mandarin. Yeah. How great was that Shang Chi tra- trailer? I enjoyed it. Oh, very much so. Like I like how it was like grounded at first. And then it just got totally like <laughs> whimsical, like dragons and freaking like flying owls, and like the, the when when Shang Chi's doing the punching, he's like he like just jumps, he kicks two people simultaneously. Ah, physics be damned! Like <laughs> I'm a goddamn karate master. Like it looks so good. Yeah, and I'm a big fan. Like I don't know why, but Aquafina, she just tickles my fancy. Like yeah. I I just enjoy her presence. I enjoy her music. I enjoy her acting ability. So I'm I think she's gonna be like a good comedic foil like even from the trailer like it's not forced it doesn't seem forced it just seems like natural right like she's gonna be natural charisma like a robin williams you know like uh just natural charisma natural humor uh i'm really looking forward to it i know there's like a lot of people like oh when Wu is is not when Wu. he's actually the real mandarin so who knows i mean well the real mandarin who knows we'll, we'll see what happens allegedly he's supposed to be involved the 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 real original mandarin is supposed to be involved in the shang chi movie or franchise at some point i feel like the mandarin is just like a title that goes from like the leader of the ten rings to the you know whoever usurps i don't know i could be wrong but i mean it looks it looks phenomenal I, I can't wait. Like I, I, I really was Yeah, I really wasn't all that excited for it. But oh, after like that trailer, she, it's like I never even heard of him. Like we're getting films for characters I've never even heard of, like growing up, which so, is great. Which, which I, is a I good love. thing. It's diversified. I, like I, mean, I think back, I didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Well, yeah, that's what I said. Like, like people are like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Marvel and the MCU had X Men and Spider Man from the start and Fantastic Four from the start? And I go, I disagree because like, there's no way we're getting a Thor movie. There's no way we're getting a Guardians movie. There's no way we're probably getting an Iron Man movie. Like, if if they have those characters, they're going to go with those ones right off the bat. They took B, C characters, and they made them A characters. Right. No, that, you know? that's for sure. According to Wikipedia, that Wenwu character is the Mandarin. Shang Chi's father and the leader of the Ten Rings, who is a powerful ancient figure. Wenwu is an original character to the Marvel Cinematic Universe who has taken on many different names, including the Mandarin. Um... And, you know, it's people have high expectations, and yeah. this is supposed to replace Shang-Chi's original comic book father, Fu Manchu. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> um, Ooh, not doing that no more. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, I, lo- I love how uh, little Drago is in this. Yeah. He's Razor Fist. Yeah. That looks great. He's awesome. He was he was great as... uh, What was Drago's son's name? Can't remember. I don't even remember. It's just Drago's. But son. no, I I I like Little it. Drago. I'm excited for it. I'm liking this expansion. You're gonna need new characters to carry this um, this cinematic universe. I liked it because it felt separate. Like lately, it's like this it's, connects to this, this connects to that, this connects to this. This feels standalone. Which right. kind of like when Ant Man came out. Ant Man or Guardians came out, and it it's wasn't re- with yeah. the Avengers. Yeah, right. it's refreshing because it's something different. It's something to expand the horizon of your universe. I always hate when universes feel like they're closing in on themselves because they're too small. Like right. everything, oh, this connects to that. Oh, that's coincidental. You got to spread I it like out stuff again. What, you got to spread like, it out. It happens, yeah. Stuff, not everything is going to connect and wrap itself up in a nice, neat little boat. Right. No, I think you have to spread uh, You have to spread out the Marvel Cinematic Universe again to, I guess, make it feel cool when they come together. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it, I mean, 
Endgame, the Endgame portal scene still feels unique because everybody was spread out. The very first that's, Avengers movie that's was still, unique. I, that's still, the circle up was like amazing because they were so scene, spread out. Like that fight scene at the end still gives me goosebumps. I cry. I legit cry. Oh, I get tears. Yeah, like, I, cry I get, when I I get amped up. It, I don't like, know why, but on your left, like, oh, that's what he fucking said when you were jogging. <laughs> I oh, such oh, so good, so, so good. beautiful. So, so excited for Shang Chi. What else we got going on in the world of comic book news? Oh, uh, we got um. Oh, uh, we talked about uh, the Flash. You like you like the Flash's expansion, yes? In uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Well, guess who officially, officially? Now we teased this. He teased it. He officially signed on. Not only are we gonna get the Batfleck, but we're getting the Keaton Fleck. Keaton Keaton is gonna be Batman. We're getting two Batmans in Flash. Cool. We're I am Keaton. excited for that. Keaton is coming back as Batman. We don't know what capacity. I'm hoping kind of like a Batman Beyond type style. I want a Batman Beyond yeah. movie. And uh, uh, go watch, uh, what, what was the one, Return of the Joker? That's a great movie. Yeah. No, great, it's, great I, movie. I watched it very recently on HBO Max. Oh, so. it's so good. But I want a live action Batman Beyond. That's for Understandable. Sure. But uh, yeah, we're getting, um, yeah, we're getting uh, that that move. It looks great. Flash. Uh, who uh, The... I'm trying to think who who is directing, who is in the director's chair for it. Apologies, apologies. For the Flash movie? Yeah. Let me see. And did they move on from that other guy? The the original. The, they the did. Flash? They okay. did. Andres Muschietti. Oh yeah, he did uh, it. He was in G- the. He was the director of it in Chapter One and it Chapter Two. Yes. So I like his storytelling ability. I thought those movies were well done. I enjoyed them very much. They just started production a day ago, so so that's good. That's good to hear that they're getting moving on it. And apparently, they're going to do an HBO Max series that is going to be linked to the Batman movie. Okay. Um, with the Robert Pattinson. Pat- yes. Okay. Uh, they said it's going to be based around like the Gotham PD, and they really went out of their way to be like, "This is not going to be like Gotham." On the CW. Good. So <laughs> The CW. Yeah, the C-dub. Dub. Whatever happened to Michigan J-Frog? <laughs> I, I wish I knew. W-Bree. <laughs> do, but he was the, fa- yeah, he was the face, he was of, the WB face of the WB time. network for a long, long time. Oh, man. What else we got going on? Indy 5, we talked about that last week. We did. We did talk about that. We did. Uh, you know who else is joining the cast? Who's that? One Mads Mickelson. Oh. He's completing the Disney hat trick. The Star Wars MCU indie hat trick. Oh, yeah. He was What's-Her-Name's dad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah. Rogue One, that's yeah. right. He was Galen Urso, the creator of the Death Star. Put that little flaw right there, a small <laughs> exhaust port right bu- right above the main port. <laughs> I love it. That's a cool idea. I've I've really I've come to appreciate his acting. Oh, he's phenomenal. Like um, he, he's really recently, really good. I, I thought he made a very one dimensional character for Doctor Strange. Yeah, interesting, that was a tough one. And uh, you know, the uh, Galen Urso role too. Uh, again, who knew? Who, you didn't know how much mileage you're gonna get out of it, but there's there's some depth and some layers to it. He's, he's a very interesting character. So, you know, this is this is exciting. Um, Did you see uh, Alfred Molina? 
My favorite, my uh, favorite drug dealer. Yeah, favorite drug dealer. It's my favorite drug dealer. He, yeah, he confirmed uh, his role. Yes, and Dr. he Octopus. said that Doc Ock and Spider-Man: No Way Home. It, he's gonna pick like right up after Spider-Man Two. That's crazy. So uh, th- uh, another, this is my crazy mind working. You know how like Spider-Man Two ends, right? He had that portal, that 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 weird thing, that, yeah, that he, energy source, he right? Ended up sinking. And he pulls it down, and he's like floating back. What if that like opens up a portal, and he falls through? What if we see like Alfred Molina's Doc Ock? He like thing opens up, all this water falls out. He falls through, biggity bam. Oh my god, we got him. My head will explode. I, I, I just can't I hope so. We've I been can't teased, fathom mu- no. how this is gonna go because we've been teased multiverse stuff. How many times now? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, this, but, this but, the, but this, the same this, thing. We've done it's it, had like, it twice. It's like, oh, we tease it. Oh, and now when we're let's finally see ready see how they react it. to it. Right. Well, they kind of get it. Okay, we tease it again. Ralph oh, Boner. Oh, Ralph Boner. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Boner. And then Ralph they tease Bonin. it with, with Mysterio in uh, the last Spider-Man yep. movie. Yep. So. So. Um, so I hope it goes through. Honestly, Alfred Molina to Doc Ock is one of my favorite castings of all time. Like, I think it's criminally underrated. Alfred Molina, to me, is oh, he was Doc, amazing. Doc Ock. Like he fits that role perfectly, so I am excited to see him, uh, see him return to that role like a lot. Spider Man Two is one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. So, um, hmm, interesting. I just found out that the Queen of Dragons has joined the MCU. Amelia Clark. She has joined the cast of Marvel Studios Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. in the lead role, but they haven't disclosed what that lead role may be. Hmm. Hot diggity. Interesting. Sign me up. I w- the Secret Evasion show. I'm there. I'm, I'm very curious as to how it's going to go. I, I I mean, there's curiosity with everything, but that is. Uh, I like that's the curiosity. I like that. I do too. That is interesting. I wonder who she could be playing. So, what are you doing this Friday? This Friday. Oh, it's my dad's birthday. We might be going to see Kong versus Godzilla. You know what you should see is Mortal Kombat. That's coming out this Friday. Hot damn. I can't I wait. I'm so goddamn stoked. Cannot wait for Mortal Kombat. It's yeah, I thought it was supposed to come out last week, but apparently not. Nope. But 23rd. yeah, they're doing they're doing theaters and theaters and, and, and HBO, HBO Max, Max. yep. Which I hope it's good. I guarantee I watch it five times over the weekend. My <laughs> wife is working all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I'm just going to give the kids a box of cereal, throw it in the middle of the living room, let them have at it, and I'm just going to go up to my man cave. Sorry, boy cave. There's nothing manly about it. <laughs> and I'm going to watch Mortal Kombat on repeat. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be watching it a bunch this weekend at least. Oh, if I, I don't. can't wait. It looks so good. Um, yeah. I just hope it's not, like I said, I just hope it's not disappointing. I want to see. Good I don't think it can be. Like I still love the original one, and that's a oh, pile of too. shit. Hey, the- like theoretically speaking, it should. That's work. one of the best video game movies of all time. It held like it was like the highest grossing for the longest time. Yeah, I, trust me, I love it. I love that movie. Don't you dare disrespect my great uncle like that. <laughs> but it's like it's not. It's like it shouldn't work, but it did. Right. But like this looks amazing. This looks like it's gritty. It does. They went. They went all out. I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but they went. They went all out with the, the, the R CGI, rating. the R rating, the fatalities this time. Yeah. You know that's that's a huge. You need that. Like that was a huge selling point of the game. Yes. When you played it. 
That's what separated from Street Fighter, those fatalities, the blood, the guts, yep, the all that jazz. So I, I've been watching a lot of Mortal Kombat stuff to get kind of get excited for it. I've been kind of playing through some of the older games, but uh, I hope it. I hope it's good. I wanted to see. I just want to see more video game movies come to life because I feel like people are they're running Hollywood's running out of ideas. Yeah. For. But I want them to do them well. Like, how many? I mean, yeah, I don't want them to mail I it mean, in. Uh, like, Assassin's Creed was such a oh, downer. Man, it's terrible. Like, the the, the, the Tomb Raider, the last Tomb Raider, get that asshole was, Paul W S Anderson who just puts his hands on every anything and everything that's video game related. Yeah, because Re- it, Resident sell. Evil was like, uh, don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. How, how don't get me started on Bob, sweet sweet Bob Hop- Hoskins and friggin' <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. I just yeah, the Resident Evil movies pissed me off. Uh, the first one was good because it was about survival. It was about surviving. Yeah, but after that, it was like Alice is going to look for trouble, and it's like yo, like this is a but has the potential of being like a big, big time franchise for movies. You know what my and big, they laid my it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. They laid out a storyline for you. People want to see the live action version of it. Maybe a little twist here. Well, and how there. stupid was the first Resident Evil movie when it ended, and you're like, oh, it's the end of two. Like the first movie ended, and it was like the screenshot of the end of the second video game. Yeah, that's you true. just passed over your two most popular <laughs> freaking stories. Yeah, what are you doing? Yep. No, you're 100 percent right. It is, yeah, that, that movie, it, like Resident Evil, is one of my top. It, it, between that and Final Fantasy and maybe if Mortal it, Kombat, there, it, it's a top five movie franchise. If those movies weren't called Resident Evil, I would have liked them. Yes, I can. I completely agree. I completely agree. It was the old bait and switch. Yep. Oh, what's that? We're just gonna throw in Albert Wesker here. Let's kill, uh, and then yeah. let's kill him out. Oh, what's that? Chris Redfield looks nothing like he did in the movie in, in the video games. Nope. Let's throw him in. Stupid. Yes, it Stupid. was. So let's, you know, there's a lot of video games with movie potential. There's so many video games with movie potential. The Witcher, do, you know, does really well on, yeah. on Netflix. That was confusing as hell. But once I kind of wrap my brain around it, right. I'm like, okay, I, well. I, I can get it. So there's potential if the right people get their hands on this stuff. So yeah. I'm all in on Mortal Kombat success. I, I hope it does. I hope it spawns off. Mortal Kombat is so rich in lore. I can oh, sit. All I the can characters, sit. Yeah. All the characters. There's so much backstory to be told. Yeah. I can sit on Wikipedia and read about Mortal Kombat lore for hours and hours and hours. For sure. You know, it, it have no I know I did. Like yeah. for as a as a kid, like I, I wanted to know more about these characters. Yeah. Oh, what? Who was you know? Out, learn about Outworld and Adenia and all these different places. All these characters. So, uh, definitely voting for its success. I hope. I really hope it does. You know, does well. So, um, let's see. What else we got going on? Uh, I, I, I'm tapped out on movie news, but there's another thing that I really like over your toys. I got some toy news, if you don't mind me going to that. Not room. at all. So, you know, Tuesdays. Tuesdays are Turtle Tuesdays. We get announcements from NECA about the Ninja Turtle brand that they are doing great services to. Um, so I think I told last week, we were talking about the wonderful Judith Hogue. She, she's, every Tuesday, she's doing a newscast. She was the the actress to play April O'Neil in the first movie, right? So she she does reveals every week about this figure that's coming out, which, God love her, she knew that Scalper City is everywhere. And she's like, if you're going to make my figure, part of the agreement is I'll give you my likeness, but you have to make it direct to consumer. Right. So I'm assuming um, we're going to get that figure probably at the end of, what month is this? This is April. Oh, that makes sense. We'll probably get it at the end of this month. That's clever. Oh, Unless some Target employees steal it. That's why she knew. She knew. She knew <laughs> that they'd be bogarting it. 
So we got a shot today, which was confusing, uh, not confusing, but surprising because they showed the packaging. So this is going to be a single figure because last week we got a little tease of the uh, the head of Casey Jones unmasked, Elias Cotis. So a lot of people were speculating it was going to be a two-pack. That doesn't seem to be the case. That may be a release later down the line. So it seems it's going to be a single release, single carded figure of April from the 90s movie. Can't wait to get it. My gut tells me that we're going to be getting a chance to order that this coming Friday because NECA, amongst the allegations of swindling of Target employees taking the NECA Ninja Turtle figures, the last, uh, this will be the third week in a row. This Friday will be the third week where they are giving the, the fans a chance to, hey, guess what? Pre-order these figures, pay for them, and then when they get released, they get shipped right to your door. That's a novel idea, don't you think? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy how that works. And the nice thing is they're also taking some sets that they have released previously uh, to Target. And if you hadn't gotten your hands on them before, you can pre-order these ones as well. So they're kind of reissuing some of the older figures like uh, Baxter Stockman and, and Splinter. They've released a lot of the Triceratons. Uh, so it's it's nice. So last week we had the release of you know the Pizza Monster, which yes. was awesome. It's like Xenomorph version of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so this week the new release was Ace Duck. Do you remember Ace Duck? Oh, Ace Duck. He was just basically a duck, but he had a bomber coat on, and he was a pilot. Oh, awesome, okay. awesome, awesome figure. And he is being packaged with Mutagen Man, which was like. One of the best. I loved him because his name was Seymour Guts. You get it? <laughs> you you get the pun? I think. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. So those two were released along with uh, you were able to get Zorax and Zarax, which are two Triceraton leaders. And you were also able to get the uh, Baxter Stockman and Splinter if you missed out on those. So this Friday, they're going to release and reveal three more things you can pre-order. Uh, and just get them shipped right to your house. It's beautiful. Love it. They use the shop app. I haven't had any problems with NECA. They deliver the stuff right on time that's as important. scheduled. That's important. Yes. Yeah. In this day and age of these scammers and people who just jack up prices on stuff, that's that's important. So, so that was released. Um, we got some some Star Wars figure news. Now, uh, if you don't know, this is the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm. So they've been releasing a lot of figures with the stamp of Lucasfilm 50 anniversary. And uh, the one thing they've kind of gotten into, I don't know if you've seen them at the stores, but they've been releasing a lot of the Black Series figures, the six-inch figures, on like the original cards, uh, the original packaging. So they for uh, they did some for A New Hope a couple years ago. Uh, last year they did it for Empire because that was a 20th release of Empire. For this year, they've released some figures like you got uh, Best Buy had these. It was Mace Windu, Jar Jar Banks, Qui Gon Jinn, and a Battle Droid, but they were on like a bigger version of the Episode One packaging. Okay, and it looks beautiful. Um, so they're doing that with the Clone Wars. Oh, so uh, the Clone Wars we're gonna get figures of Anakin Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi as they appeared in the Clone Wars. We're gonna be getting uh, Clone Pilot Hawk as well as and arc trooper echo and these come on some beautiful like it, it's literally the exact packaging these figures were released when the clone wars came out just upscaled 
because obviously the figures went from three and three quarters to six inches. Yeah, but I these look those until my brother opened them all. These up. are these look fantastic. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you know where these are going to be uh, exclusive to? Target. Yep. Yep. Good night. You'll never see them. <laughs> you will never see them. Never ever. So hopefully, Target's been okay with some of their exclusives for Star Wars. I've been able to get my hands on some. So yeah, you beat the con artists to the punch. Not really. It's just <laughs> sometimes luck of the draw. You just you gotta be. You gotta you gotta do your due gel. Do your do your due diligence. <laughs> but you know, it takes some time. You'll get there. You'll get there. Maybe someday. So <laughs> the only other good toy news I have is I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. Probably one of my top five movies. Okay. Did you have Jurassic Park toys as a kid? Uh, not till three. Not till Jurassic Park GP three rolled around. Do you have you ever seen? But I've seen them. They used to have yes. like the chunks of flesh you could take yes. out. Yeah. But did you ever see the human figures? They looked nothing. Correct. Nothing. They were wild. Yeah. They, were like they looked with like nothing like the people that were on rocket launchers yes. and stuff. Yes. So, uh, uh, <laughs> uh Target has a, another exclusive license with these old the Jurassic Park vintage line. And they're gone. Those ones I've actually <laughs> been able to get my hands Have on okay. all of them. Good. Thank goodness. Good. Uh, they released uh, a Robert Muldoon, a Alan Grant, Ellie Statler, Ian Malcolm years ago. Got all of those. Uh, recently, you can get them on clearance right now. I almost picked them up, but I'm going to wait till they go down a little more. They released a box set with Ellie Statler, John Hammond, two of the Raptors, and then it comes with the banner at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think I covered this a couple weeks ago. They're making a set with Dennis Nedry, the Dilophosaurus, and the and the and the truck that he was in. Oh, the Jeep. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that's coming out soon. But they just showed us. I can't wait to get this. It's a big set. Probably going to be close to a hundred bucks, but totally worth it. It is going to be the Ford Explorer, done up, just like it looked like in Jurassic Park, with poor poor little Tim Murphy inside. And a Tyrannosaurus Rex to scale. And they showed like pictures the roof busts in. I gotta find this thing. Oh, I can't wait me. to I can't wait to get it. Yeah, those early Jurassic Park toys were not that great. Yeah, they were hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. I I'm a little disappointed. I hope like I, I if if they're making all these, I need a Lexi. I need a Lexi. You're yeah. gonna need me Tim Murphy and not Lexi? Come on. We need Lexi Murphy with Tim. I gotta imagine she's coming out later. Yeah, you would think so. I'm sure there's maybe the raptor scene or something like that in the I kitchen. I hope so. And then give me a Ray Arnold. I'm done. Maybe your uh, uh, Ronald, uh, Donald. Sorry, Donald. Jo- I can never pronounce his name. The lawyer. The s- oh, that sniveling man on the toilet. <laughs> hey man, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> So good. That's cool. I, I'm glad to see that dr- they're revisiting some of these. Oh, uh, me too. I can't wait. Because I mean, Jurassic Park. Yeah, that, those first toy lines were not good. So. No, I mean, and they were they were a victim of their time, the the mid mid '90s stuff didn't need to be accurate. They that's when they just pumped out toys to pump out toys. I mean, it was great because the volume was off the charts, but like, yeah, the cast wasn't all that good. No, the likenesses, the everything. We're getting spoiled with the toys we have oh, nowadays. Those look good. Yeah. The new ones look great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. All right. Is that it for uh, toy news? Uh, The only other thing, Lego released uh, the images to the Harry Potter sets. I don't know if you're a big Harry Potter fan. And, uh, big enough. Yeah. 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 Uh, They look great. I can't wait to get these. They, they released images of the, the 
the the big thing is it's like the Chamber of Secrets. So we're getting the Chamber of Secrets with some some stuff and uh, kind of like they did previously, where if you buy a, a number of sets, you can link them together to make a larger Hogwarts. But uh, unfortunately, they've changed the scale. So, like, what you've collected in the years previously aren't going to work with this new scale. It's kind of like they're starting from scratch again, unfortunately. Okay. You know, repeat sell, re repeat sales. So, yeah. You know, I, I can't really blame them. I'm still probably going to pick them up because they look really cool. Yeah, some of the Harry Potter ones are uh, pretty, you know, the big Hogwarts castle and all that stuff. There's a lot of Lego. Yeah, and those are going to be for uh, sale the 1st of June. 1st of June, yeah. so a little bit over a month away, so. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. Let us read some comics, my friend. Close up this episode with some comic book readings, as we always do. We are, uh, let's see, I'll kick it off as per usual. Today, I am reading Uncanny X-Men slash Fantastic Four. Uh, it's from 1998. It's a full it's a full issue. Uh, I'm trying to find the cover. The cover was really cool. It was really 90s. Uh, like I, I know a lot of people don't like late 90s art. I don't know why. I think you like what you grew up with. Yeah. Like people hate like the late nineties art. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So uh yeah, this book starts off with uh it's a Stark Fujikawa branch of well it, something in New York City. It's obviously Tony Stark related. And there is a doctor there by the name of Doctor Bainan. He's developing some kind of uh some kind of laser thing. It's a miniaturizer. He's been working on it for some time. He's really excited to reveal it to the world. Um, this guy walks up, and uh, uh, Fred, he's a fellow doctor, and he goes, hey, a few of us are headed down to Pier 4 to check out the Reed Richards press conference. Are you interested? This guy's like, Reed Richards, uh, that hack. What a freaking joke. Another self-serving photo op with the darling of si the scientific community. While real scientists like me toil away in obscurity, might as well see what the delicate genius will honor us with this week. Sure, I'll go. One of those kind of guys. He uh, jumps over to that. It's this big press conference. I like the late 90s uh, Fantastic Four suits. The it vintage ones are pretty cool, but these are like the, the little bit darker, the blue with the four on the center. And they got the, the, like the black collar that goes into it a little bit. Let me see if I can show you from here. Oh yeah, those are nice. Yeah, those are, yeah. I, I like them a little bit. Definitely little little change of scenery. I, I like the vintage, I like the, blo like that, brighter the, blue. That's one. honestly the the ones I think of. I think of the blue, the bright blue with the dark blue. Yeah. Versus the light blue with the white. Right. Yeah. That's 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 what I. Fantastic Four have had so many cool costumes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, Reed Richards is doing his press conference. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, members of the press. My name is Reed Richards. Normally, I don't like all this pomp and circumstance, but uh, he happens to unveil. This new piece of technology, what's it called? Oh, a handheld miniaturizer, just like this doctor is developing. And this guy loses his mind. He's like, you, you know, it, it can reverse the process of miniaturizing. Like, it's this really revolutionary concept. So he starts yelling. He goes, I, you know, uh, Professor Richards, care to explain where you stole the idea of your for your invention and this and that. And uh freaking out i know you harry richard fess up and you gotta spy at stark fujikawa don't you and the police take him away and he's just heated cuts over the uh i'm not super familiar with a lot of the late ni 90s x-men characters i don't think a lot of them are really in uh in oh, relevance they were just handing out membership cards oh it yeah. certainly seems like it uh it's beast playing chess with a character named cecilia reyes 
who again I'm not very familiar with, but she's uh you know, she's just like, Oh, this bo- this downtime bores me here at the X Mansion. Like, whatever. <laughs> um this is what you guys do, you play chess and stuff and you know, very lax. Cuts over to Storm, she's walking by, Wolverine's talking with this kid, something Guthrie. I'm not familiar with him as well. He get, he has seems to have some kind of like a Cajun accent, like a, like a little southern accent perhaps, but Wolverine's like, yeah, you're coming to poker night, and you're going to like it. Um, <laughs> so he brings him. Uh, then it cuts back to that doctor, uh, that doctor who, you know, threw a fit at, you know, the Reed Richards press conference about his miniature, you know, Reed Richards stealing the miniature writer. He shows it off to people. He's showing it off to some big suits to sell it, and uh, they fight, end up firing him because they say that he stole the, the miniaturizer idea from Reed Richards. So plagiarizing and all this stuff, he's just... He's pissed. He's obviously very upset. So of course he's going to be the main villain for this uh, for this book. He actually breaks into uh, he breaks into some things, and he's obviously got some kind of trap set up. Uh, they show a group shot of the Fantastic Four, Human Torch. The thing's moving something. Reed Richards and Sue Storm and Little Franklin are about to uh, well, Reed and Sue Storm are about to go to some kind of play. Um, and they're taking off, and and Ben's like, "Hey, Torch, you're coming with me to a poker night." So they're gonna, we're gonna get a little thing Wolverine poker action. Really cool things on there. He's got the suspenders. He's got the white shirt. He's shuffling cards. Wolverine and this uh, uh, this other kid come in, and uh, they're they're doing some poker. And then well, and you know, just fun back and forth dialogue. I've always enjoyed the thing and Wolverine kind of going back and forth. Uh, they show the, you know, they cut back to the play. And then while during the middle of this poker game, they get uh, <laughs> Wolverine, the thing, and uh, everybody else, they get attacked by uh, this robot. And it's actually being controlled by the doctor who got fired for the for stealing the miniaturizer. Big back and forth battle. It's kind of cool. Um, just a lot of fighting from here on now. It's, it eventually spills over to the uh, the theater where Reed Richards is at because obviously this guy wants to uh, put the kibosh on him. But it's a big X-Men and Fantastic Four smaz, which I've always liked those two groups, two of my favorite early groups in comic book history. And they're going back and forth, and they ended up defeating this uh, this big monster thing. It's just really cool to see those all of them combined. And uh, they ended up defeating it and then they ended up finishing their uh their poker game where they find out that the the one kid that guthrie kid who uh who didn't want to go was very startled he ends up hustling all of them for their money wolverine was trying to bring him to hustle the the thing and he ends up hustling wolverine the thing and human torch for all the poker chips please tell me thing has a stogie in his mouth oh naturally oh good the entire time wonderful wonderful (laughs) so that is uh that is uncanny x-men fantastic four uh 1998 it's a full just a one i think it's just a one-off issue so all right matt so something a little bit different today for you i didn't read anything from the past i just went to my local comic book shop and lo and behold i had five books waiting for me this week which surprised me because i was just there last week right so i just read new stuff new stuff that was released last week so i'm gonna let you pick pick which one you want me to review today for you so I'm bringing the ladies today. I'm going to give you the chance of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jenica 2. This is the finale of her second solo outing. Mm-hmm. We have Black Cat, number five. Oh. And then Deja Thoris, number 12, 
which finalizes her 12-issue arc in this series. Pick your poison, my friend. That Black Cat one sounds interesting. This one's going to tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Very good book. Very All good right. book. Let's Especially if you're a Black Cat fan. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Black Cat, she was trained in thievery by the Black Fox. I didn't know her. Well, that's her father, right? Not her father. Uh, her mentor. Her mentor. He's a mentor, okay. yeah. Older gentleman, nice nice curled mustache. You know, he taught her the ways of thievery. Okay. I always thought it was her father. Maybe there was somebody else. Hey, I mean, maybe, maybe it's in been some retconned. iteration. Yeah, right. you know. So, uh, in this, uh, we start with a little flashback scene of Coney Island, which made me think of the Warriors. And I started clinking bottles together and asking them if they wanted to come out and play. I tried to do it a couple weeks ago for an episode, and uh, oof. <laughs> it didn't go over <laughs> My well. My fingers huh? are very fat. <laughs> <laughs> they don't fit in the bottles like you need. Uh, you need what were those? The, uh, oh, what were the? They weren't like normal beer bottles. They were like the little the the. What were those called? Like the, not the splits, the growlers, like little growlers. Maybe yeah, yeah they, they were little like, growlers because yeah. yeah, the neck was a lot. Yeah, they were like thicker. little stout yeah. bottles, or wider. So we see uh, the black fox, and he's just sitting on Coney Island, and he's he's admiring, you know, the smells, the sounds, everything. And uh, Felicia Hardy, the black cat, she comes over, and she goes, "Hey, you, how's it going? I knew I'd find you here. You always end up at Coney Island when we're in." When you're in New York, Black Fox, he says, yes, I suppose I do. The sea, the fun fair, it brings me back to my desolate youth in Brighton. And this is where the black cat, she says, uh, you've been kind of avoiding me. And he goes, yes, I know I have, because I know what you want to tell me, darling, that you've learned all you can learn under my tutelage, that you're leaving and you wanted to put it off just, and I wanted to put it off just a little bit longer. And Fox, she, uh, Black Cat, Felicia Hardy, she knows this is a hard thing, but she, she wants to stand on her own two feet. And Black Fox, he, he says it's perfectly understandable. I understand. It's one of those, uh, he says it's, uh, he says it's one of those things that, you know, the, the student out learns the teachings of the teacher. You know, got to stand on your own two feet. And uh, that's where Black Cat tells him, you know, I got this job I'm going to put together. I have uh, some people I'm putting together for this job. Um, and that's when uh, he asks her about one of her former colleagues. Are you going to tell her that you're going to do this job on your own? And she says, mm, I'll tell her eventually. I just don't want to break her heart. Right. And that's where the, the Black Fox, he says, a young heart. Is easily broken, my dear, but likewise, likewise, it will mend easily with time. An old one, however, and that's when she says, "Oh, stop, Black Fox! You're gonna make me cry." And they snuggle on this bench right by Coney Island, and he says, uh, "This is what this is a flashback." So she's not yet the Black Cat; she's Felicia Hardy. And uh, he asks her, "You know, well, I shall be sure to raise a toast when I hear of the Larsonious exploits of one Felicia Hardy." And she then tells him, actually, I was thinking of calling myself the Black Cat. Obviously, a little homage to yeah. the Black Fox. Oh, very good, my darling, says the Black Fox. Very good. He says, I'm very proud of you, my dear. These past years, you've surpassed any student I've had. And that's when the Black set Cat says anything for you, Fox. And she tells him she loves him. He tells her he loves her, too. And, uh, you know, it's a nice little touching scene, you know. 
obviously he's a father figure to her, you know. So then we cut back to right now, and we see Felicia Hardy as the black cat, and she's trying to orchestrate a heist. And she's with the Black Fox. They're working together on this one. Mm -hmm. And they're going down in this excess tunnel, and they seem to be in some sewery filth. And they're going down, and and they're going to try to— their job right now is they're trying to rob the— The, uh, the, oh shoot, what what are they called? Sorry, apologies. Basically, they're the, (laughs) they're the organization that runs the crime in New York. So it's the crime guild of New York. They're going to rob them. They're, they're finding their, their case, uh, all their riches. So they, they're down in the black cat, Felicia Hardy, the black fox, they're, rummaging around and that's when uh they realize that they need to what is it spelunking 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 they're spelunking (laughs) down this cavern this this deep cavernous to uh to get to the um treasure and they go down this is where the black fox he tells her that the uh the real treasure of the guild of thieves isn't the riches it's immortality they made a deal with a uh a deity of the um of a tribe he's called the gilded saint so the gilded saint has granted the the crime bosses of new york the gift of immortality something they could steal something they couldn't take away from anybody so that's what they're going to steal and felicia hardy's kind of She's like, why? Why do you need the to steal immortality? And that's when Black Fox tells her that he's dying. And Felicia Hardy is kind of shell shocked, and he says, you know, of course I, you know, I, I don't want to die. I've, I'm a cowardice man. I would give anything. I've, I've, I've lived this long because I'm so terrified of death. I would give up anything to stay alive. So, um. He goes, I've I'm kind of made a deal to to I've I've searched every alley. We we get a back back shot of him trying to uh to talk to Dracula about you know Even Dracula. Even Dracula. Uh he he's he's saying, Please, I'll I'll be your servant. I don't want to die. We see a shot of him with Dracula and, and in an earlier issue of this series, uh the Black Fox stole something from Dracula. And everybody that he's he was with when they stole this artifact has died. So the fact that he is still living, that was the punishment Dracula bestowed upon him that he can live okay. and with the thought that he will eventually die. So Dracula's like, get the hell out of here. You thought you thought I forget about that? Yeah. To you it felt like yesterday, or to you it felt like eternity ago. To me it was yesterday. Because he's Dracula. He's a goddamn Dracula. <laughs> That's always I always like seeing interactions like that. I mean, obviously, you don't think of a character like a black fox, like a world, yeah, or like a very sophisticated thief interacting with a character like like, wh- like when I see black fox, I just think of John Cleese. Like he looks like John Cleese. <laughs> that that is the black fox. Like if you're gonna cast black fox, it's gonna be John Cleese. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, so we see yeah. the black cat. Now we're back to current times. Black fox and black cat. They're 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 kind of talking about these things like you know black fox is like yes i'm a professed coward i don't want to die that's the reason i'm still alive is because of my fear of death and i would give anything away to stay alive 
so they have this beacon that they can use to open the portal to to summon the uh, the gilded saint that can grant immortality. But he's a bargaining saint. This gilded saint, he will give a person their wishes but he's a bargainer you have to give him something of equal or greater value in return mm. so he lights up this device to open the portal and it's kind of cool we see like uh the portal opening but we see two humongous hands kind of like stretching the portal open oh yeah like he's pulling it apart and uh this figure is like it looks like something out of the uh, Day of the Dead ceremony. This big skull-like creature. Oh, that thing's cool. Yeah, it looks nice, it, and it's humongous. And he comes through the the uh, the portal. Who are you, and what, and who would disturb me? Who are you that you would break open the doors to my realm? And the fox tells him, "Hey, we need to talk." And then, uh, you know, he goes, "I want to make a deal: eternal life, immortality for me and the girl." And Black Fox is taken back. She's like, "No, this wasn't part of the deal. What's going on?" And uh, he says, I'm going to offer you something that's going to be better than the deal you made with the last, with the, the guild of uh, thieves. And uh, that's when Black Fox says, of course I would lie to you. I, I If I told you the truth, I knew you wouldn't come down here. Um, so he pulls out from his bag of tricks. And he goes, here is the greatest treasure in the world. I'm going to give you Manhattan. And he hands over the parchment probably the agreement that was made with the native americans oh indeed i mean all he had to give them was a bag of marbles and they would have been fine oh this is interesting to be continued or concluded i don't know if the sixth one is going to be the finale or what so we'll see so this devil creature has the deed to manhattan yes he does holy shit so that's we'll see really what happens really good and now this I, I believe i read before the this is the same series that the black cat when she was fighting the king of the symbiotes oh yeah i remember so that. this is the same series same series same okay. series very cool so excellent read i think I, I think i made a good choice there great books great books you brought those you just got all those this week right yeah okay. that, so that that just came out last week uh yeah so there was a lot of good books that came out this week. Yeah, most. I enjoy Jenica, the the Jenica two, the finale. Of I was gonna her ask, yeah. Second series, it uh, it wasn't overly exciting, but it was very good in developing her character and having her character grow. Uh, the Deja Thoris, um, if you're a fan, um, that was cool because like I've read a bunch of Deja Thoris stuff ever since I saw John Carter because I just I really liked that that movie. Yeah. So I went back into the lore to to research more about that character. Uh, this is the first one I've read currently. Where, big shocker, spoiler, John Carter comes back. So that was really cool. This uh, this Deja Thoris, the twelfth issue, was the finale of this story arc, but it concluded with them announcing that we're gonna get uh, a Deja Thoris John Carter team up comic coming out next month. So oh, that's I'm, cool. I'm, I'm yeah, we'll definitely have to have you read that one. Winter's End, it's called. So I'm pumped for that. Okay, very good, very good. Well, everybody, that wraps it up for this week's episode of the panel discussion. Allegedly, Michael will be back next week, so uh, so that should be. No, he was here right now. Oh yeah, you're he's right. Wait, he's still. No, he's snoring. Oh, he's, he's, he's drooling on himself. He's still, oh, he's come still on, comatose. comatose. The ganja was too powerful for you. <laughs> Kids these days can't handle their marijuana. Um, all right, everybody, that he's is like, it. He's like Towley. <laughs> Want to get high? <laughs> Suck your dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Never mind. Never mind. Uh, on behalf of Will and I, now this is podcasting. Guys, we've been in this haunted house for like 15 hours, and if we want to get home to our favorite food and pornography, we're gonna have to come up with a plan. Hey, why don't we try leaving through one of those spooky-looking doors? Wait, whoa, whoa, doors like an exit door. Yeah, maybe we should get on that. Come on a second, these doors are labeled. This one says Dracula on it, and this one says Beware Zombies. That's probably the exit. And the last one just says Nekagrima. Mm, tough call. Mm. I got an idea. On three, we're going to open them all at once. All right, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, hello there. Damn, that's scary. Damn, that's scary is our new favorite podcast where we talk about all things horror. Tune in to get the latest horror news, long-form movie reviews, and all kinds of other scary shit. Mummies, wolfmen, vampires, chupacabras, lizard people, impolite Canadians, we do it all. So if you like horror podcasts, and we know you do, check out Damn That Scary, new episodes every week. And remember, keep it spooky.